0: I actually found I struggled to get a job within the community sector. And then that was also another thing. I was like, you know what? If I can't get a job, I'll just create my own job. It <laughs> feel very much
1: like that.
2: Hello and welcome to the Making Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher.
1: Safe Boja runs Haraya Hemp CIC, a youth-led organisation selling t-shirts and other products made from hemp and organic cotton and using the income to catalyse social action. Safe tells Heidi about formative experiences when he was younger and how they led to his desire to work in the voluntary and community sector and to help other young people find their purpose. He also describes how Haraya hemp tracks and measures its impact, why hemp is a wonderful material when we're conscious that if we're serious about the environment, we need to consume less, and when we do buy things, buy so thoughtfully, and about his plans for the future.
2: Hi Safe. I'm really really excited and pleased to have you on my podcast today. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in terms of your social enterprise?
0: Yes of course, uh, thank you for having me firstly Heidi, it's great to finally um, be on the podcast and we'll talk all things impact measurement and social enterprise. So yeah definitely I'll I'll get into a bit about what I do. So I'm Safe Boja and I'm founder of Haraya Hemp CIC, which is a youth-led organization. Um, We we sell hemp and organic cotton and and ethical uh, clothing products to businesses and consumers. And we actually use the sales from our T-shirts and products to drive our social mission, which is to empower young people, specifically in uh, boosting creativity, uh, self-esteem, which is very important we use social action as a way to actually do this so what our aim is we use social action as a way to get young people to position themselves within the world and really understand um, what's happening and hopefully this can be a way to lead get them to lead their own change and understand um, the path that they wish to take essentially uh, in the future and Creative design is quite an important element of that. We use creative design as a way to create open discussions around um, community issues. And essentially that's what we do with our clothing as well. We use designs to voice in a way some social commentary around current world events and then not show us what we do.
2: Okay, I, I love the fact that you you've com- combined the um, the hemp clothing with social action however did you come up with the idea to put the two of them together
0: honestly I feel like it's it was a it's a bit of me a bit of like me um my interests initially and also it was a lot of um what I thought would be good for other young people It was mostly like what I experienced as a a young person so I mean I I can delve into that a little bit where um when I was young I didn't really pursue much within the creative industry and I thought this was now my opportunity to be able to do that as it was something I wanted to do for a very long time and the environment was definitely a very big thing for me. I got into kind of environmental advocacy while at university and I was like I want to pursue this further and I I kind of realized that I, I didn't really have these opportunities when I was I was growing up around uh, any type of um, third sector work. In fact, um, like working with within the voluntary or community sector, I, I wasn't too aware of it. I don't know whether it was necessarily a cultural thing or whether it was um, just where I grew up, but it wasn't very common. So I kind of took it upon myself and I realized that other young people were in the same position. So this was in a way my way of bringing it to everyone (laughs) if that makes sense
2: yeah that makes total sense um can I ask you something about the the social action um you you said it's about creativity and people finding their purpose how does it work what does that look like
0: (laughs) yeah sure that's a good question so essentially how what we're trying to do well-being is a very big Uh, thing for us as well and I I believe that well-being is definitely attached to this sense of uh, purpose and understanding yourself and what you want in the world and I kind of had this that conversation with myself um, relatively early on about um, tangible gains versus purpose and understanding what that was and the idea really was that at school, I wasn't really encouraged around things like purpose or understanding too much. It was more, um, let's go into what it is you, you want to do when you're older. And then that was influenced a lot by peers or teachers or um, or family. I think family is a very big thing. Um, so social action, coming back to what you're saying, sorry, I know I'm going a bit off the tangent. Um, so, social action is a great way to really understand what's happening in the world um to see not just the wider world but within our communities and this idea of learning what's happening to the people that are around us it lets us know that we can actually make a difference firstly that we actually have the power as not just individuals but as groups to 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 change something within our community or the or the wider world and i think there's power in that in understanding that we can create a change so i think having that that idea implanted as early as possible it builds the idea of self-confidence it builds um just different channels in the brain around how we we look at ourselves i i hope that kind of like
2: yeah, that Make, that definitely makes sense. You you talked a lot about um different um what I would call soft skills and things. So now seems a great time to ask you how how you're actually measuring and tracking the the impact um of of the social action work that you're doing.
0: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like I, I mentioned, some of the things like um, well-being, um, purpose, uh, self-esteem, and um, creativity. So, like. How in terms of uh, how we measure these, it's um, we use a different variety of tools. I'm still I'm still relatively new to the game, but I got to say, with with your guidance, I definitely feel like I'm becoming an expert at this. So thank you, firstly.
2: Wow, that's Uh, good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, um, I I definitely feel a lot more confident. So that that's definitely a good thing. So really, what we use. Um through from, from my experience, I, I have decided that there's better ways of doing this, but currently we're using Mentimeter, which I think is a really great tool if um you haven't heard of it. It's uh it's a tool where you can get, gain live uh analysis and charts on how your audience is feeling at the time. Um so it's a great tool. We use Google Forms, just questionnaires, and to to measure like what um what is the impact of our work essentially and so far we're seeing that um we are hitting the right spot but we there is still a bit more things that we can improve on which is good because we want to know what those things are that we can improve on
2: in in terms of what you've obviously you you've mentioned you're relatively new to to this this kind of world of actually running mm-hmm. a social enterprise what would you say is um, the the biggest learning through, for you through that process of, of getting started and up and running
0: it was just taking action early on I, I kind of began to see what was wrong with the world and it really frustrated me more so around how we're being pushed into this idea of a consumerist lifestyle that we um in a way it's not like our i feel like we're made to be uh we're made to take the blame as the general public but we're kind of um this idea of consumerism is just perpetuated upon us and there's many i started to realize many things wrong with the agricultural industry with the just corporations in general there's many many other issues like like my, my personal experience around race and class inequality as well and when I started to kind of put these things together it was like I can either I can either I, I needed to do something about it essentially my first response so I, I studied uh, forensic investigations which is completely different <laughs> to what I do right now and um, I wanted to actually Try help people that that was the main thing, and I think that that was how I identified my purpose was around helping people and but I had realized that there's a lot of um it's hard to make change from the inside was the what I established um I had lecturers that were in the police for a very long time um obviously there's things like bureaucracy, many just challenges trying to make change from the inside, so I was like okay let's try it from the other angle let's go from the outside in so this is my like how i saw it was this is my way of trying to implement some kind of change whether it's systemic whether it's local whatever whatever it is um as it grows obviously we'll see um but i i think what what i'm trying to get at is you need to kind of for me it was understanding what it was I wanted to achieve and do within the world. And I know that it was through identifying my purpose. And I guess that goes into the work that we do. We want to help other young people to identify. Purpose is a very theoretical thing. It's very hard to establish, but if we can get even just a bit closer to identifying what those interests are for us and whether that could be through identifying our skills, what we're good at, it's a great step forward and the earlier we, earlier we find that out the better and that was really my motivator for um for saying yeah let's go like four steam ahead like i i left university i didn't my 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 priority i actually found i struggled to get a job within the community sector and then that was also another thing i was like you know what if I can't get a job, I'll just create my own job. <laughs> it was very much
2: like that. That's a great, so, great perspective to have. I think. <laughs> yeah. So what what would you say has been the hardest thing so far?
0: For me, it's really been a it's been a journey of growing a lot, and I've really really enjoyed it. I've I've really put myself to the test. Uh, I feel with uh, trying to balance um, work. Uh, the social enterprise, personal life and I've loved every minute of it as much as it's um, sometimes a struggle to balance everything um, it's definitely something you enjoy, uh, I think project management is something that I I find I find fun in it. I don't know if that's a weird thing, but <laughs> yeah,
2: you're you're a slightly um unique type of person then if you find fun in project management. I know there yeah. are people that love that kind of stuff. I, I've <laughs> I felt sure that when I asked you that question, you you would say um you doing your finances. But, uh, you know, I think um you you obviously have found that to be completely painless.
0: <laughs> you know what? Finances it i think there's elements of it that i'm okay at and there's elements of it that i really struggled to wrap my head around but um again uh you've shone some great light on that and it's it's definitely helped me to um put things together like i think that was definitely one thing Uh, actually thanks for bringing that up finance even till now is it's it's you really underestimate it. You just think like, yeah, um, ingoings, outgoings, okay, this is what it is for the month, And it's like, there's so much to it. There's so much to it. And, um, especially when you have a product-based kind of, uh, social enterprise and, um, there's going to be a lot of ingoings and outgoings constantly. So, um, that finance was definitely a thing that was a bit, a bit of a challenge, not, not, um, it wasn't a game okay um, mm. something that would end the game for me but yeah i'm, I'm just I, I, I think <laughs> Scare, scared
2: to mention <laughs> finances almost <laughs> 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 yeah. okay um so i'm gonna just flip a, li- a little bit because we've talked a lot about the the social action and creativity tell me a little bit more about the clothing and um hemp and b- 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 why why we would want to use hemp for clothing? Because um, I'm sure um, many of the people listening perhaps don't know um, a lot about um, why hemp is good for clothes.
0: Of course. Well, firstly, it's it's very comfortable. I got to say, I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> I, I'm wearing Never it right can now. See
2: you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Sorry, sorry, guys, but um, but yeah, it's. Um, there's there's many reasons why. So I can start, but before I go into the consumer benefits, I guess it's worth mentioning the environmental benefits of hemp. And um, it's mostly, if you compare it to our, our most widely used crop, um, which is cotton, it's uh, got, uh, I believe it's like one one third of the water usage. It replenishes soil rather than damages it, and it doesn't require any pesticides herbicides because hemp is a weed uh it it actually just outgrows anything else that competes with it so it's a very high yield crop so it's sustainable for the environment the farmer who's obviously um taking the yield from the crop and all around it it creates a very good cycle from from start to end when it gets to the consumer because once it's manufactured and it gets to the consumer it's had a very low um environmental impact just due to the less use of um resources to make it and then Mm. once it gets to the consumer uh, you you can benefit from it in the sense that it's it's much stronger than cotton it's um it's resistant to mold uh it's actually retains heat when you're when you're cold it actually lets out heat it's breathable when you're when you're cold, um, so it. Sorry, when you're warm, it lets out the heat. So yeah, it's there's it many, many, many benefits to it, and it it can be styled the same as cotton. So it's like, it kind of touches on what I was saying before around this idea of consumerism and that we're just made to buy a lot all the time. And again, it's usually at a cost. So this idea is to kind of get people to understand that buying or firstly, we shouldn't buy a lot anyway but it's like if you are we can make a choice around what we buy and that was the the choice that i made a while ago around the type of things that i purchase type of things that i use and whether that's uh, my my cosmetics whether that's to do with um the clothes i wear it's um we can make those choices and it, it does make a difference it, it does make a difference and we can encourage other people to do the same and that's essentially what the what the brand's encouraging you to do
2: mm, that sounds um, amazing I think you, you're right in in there about this idea of consumerism and that you know do you really need it is, is the question mm. that I always come back to it's like if you don't really need it why are you buying it um, but if yeah. you do want, need it then buy something that's not um, going to be so damaging for the environment definitely yeah,
0: precisely um, exactly that
2: what are the plans for the future what what's going to happen with Haraya hemp over the the coming months and years where do you imagine this ending up
0: uh, yeah um, I'm, I'm trying to um, get through the next three months so it's been <laughs> for the last uh, so <laughs> yeah um thinking about uh there's there's a lot happening at the moment actually obviously right now we're over the past six months we've really come out of the kind of conceptual stage um a lot of our like projects that we do with young people are live in regards to our products they're going to be live um around april um so definitely make sure to check that out there's going to be um some really nice designs that we've got out and um in regards to the future so we want to expand um product line just to get people introduced into hemp like why why is this product not relatively in the mainstream at all and I think that it will be it definitely has the potential um, to go relatively into the mainstream and um, there is a very big push around um, making informed decisions around the things that we buy so I think that there is potential for hemp. Whether And the idea isn't that to just kind of, um, solely buy from Haraya. I hope that other brands adopt this and uh, make a change. The idea isn't just to make Haraya the only brand. It's essentially Haraya itself is a campaign. We are campaigning for change within the industry. And that's, that is what we're doing. And this is our stand. So... The aim really is, and what I see in the future, I-, I wish to have more projects for young people. We want to have um, longer projects where young people can actually go out and facilitate their action uh, social action campaigns, not just create them and um, have this idea within their mind or like ha- having spoken about it, I-, I would like them to go out and actually deliver these projects that That's kind of the next step right now. And yeah, it would be great to kind of uh be this hub of change, which is which would be really great. So that's kind of the idea moving forward.
2: It sounds fantastic. I can imagine like a an army of young people um taking social action and um making change in their communities.
0: <laughs> yes, very much. That's pretty definitely the, the picture I had <laughs> in my mm. mind as well. And it's not it's not just about, we're not the type of organisation where it's um, like, okay, here, here you go and um, that, this is how you do it. It's very much, I do want to create that network, that idea of community and um, moving forward together. So it's, I think that's a very important part of what we do as
2: well. It sounds great. Where can people find out more about Haraya Har- Har- Hemp? Is there a website, social media? Um, do you want to share them?
0: Yeah, of course. So our website is very simple, uh And uh, our Instagram, any of our socials are Horaya Hemp as well. That's Horaya Hemp.
2: Okay. So which is your favorite social to be on?
0: Uh do you check us out on Instagram and Twitter? I think those are the two that we mostly use. Um Instagram will we'll be obviously will be having a lot more stuff going out there very soon as Obviously, the product launch is, is on the way as well.
2: Brilliant. Okay. Um, so final thing then, is there anything else that you'd like to add or mention that you haven't so far?
0: Um, the only thing I, I guess I'd like to add, um, I, I wouldn't, I'm really grateful to have such a great network of individuals uh, around me. I think without that, going back to what you're saying around it being tough, Actually, what comes, what springs to mind, is not knowing where to start. I I definitely had that issue when I came from uh, university, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to find somewhere to actually try and make this idea a reality." I don't know, like, where to begin, and I don't think any of that would have been possible without um, the help of social arc. So that was a very, very big thing, and what changed a lot for me, and obviously that's. Um, where I got the chance to meet yourself, as well, Heidi, and obviously, like all of that coming together, like the great kind of family network that we have there, was a such a big um, motivator, drive, driver for us to succeed because we weren't alone in that journey. So I, I definitely think that that was a very big thing. And I and I advise anyone that's looking to get into social entrepreneurship the road ahead can feel alone even when you're with people it can feel alone and i think that it's important to establish somewhat of a network to just whether it's a critical friend or um just a bunch of people on the same journey it really helps so i think that's probably my last comment for this one
2: fantastic that that is such a nice en, end to it um i'm a, a trustee for social arc so uh, i've i obviously think they're amazing anyway <laughs> um so it's great to hear you you also saying how fantastic the support has been through social arc okay well safe it has been amazing talking to you today thank you so much for joining me
0: thank you it's been a pleasure uh, it really has
2: you've been listening to the make an impact podcast with me Heidi Fisher
1: Heidi Fisher's second book is out now. Impact First, the social entrepreneur's guide to measuring, managing and growing your impact is an easy to follow but effective impact measurement and management approach for social entrepreneurs serious about making change who want to prove it. Follow Heidi's advice and by the end, you'll know what to measure, how to measure it and what to do with the data you collect That's a winning recipe for success with your social enterprise or purpose-led business. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk for details.
2: Thank you for listening.